The Auburn Tigers take it to Indiana. Put up triple digits. They win 104 to 76 in bounce back fashion. I'm Zach Blackerby. He's Daryl Daprich. And this is a fun one. This is a fun one to watch, Daryl. It's nice when there's 10 minutes left to go in the game. You've got a pretty good feeling on how this one is going to go, Daryl. But anytime you can score 100 points against a pretty good basketball team, you take it. Absolutely. I, I mean, I know that we've heard some kind of rumblings that Indiana was down a little bit this year. They they were out without one of their better players who had a foot injury, uh, Johnson. But, I, you know, they came in 7-1. and one And – Ironically, with that strange Big Ten schedule, had already played two Big Ten games and won both. Beat Maryland, which we're hoping is a theme, uh, beating Maryland, and then beat um, sure. beat Michigan, um, which we don't hope is a theme. But anyway, so you, you've got they, – they won two games right out of the gate, the Big Ten. They were 7-1. and one. Look, I, I am a big response guy when it comes to sports. I really, really look closely – and how teams respond. And I mean both aspects. How you come off a big win is huge. Do you come out complacent, lethargic, just roll the ball out there because you smoke somebody? I, I love to see how teams respond after a big victory. And I love to watch how they respond after a kind of a disappointing loss like Auburn suffered at Appalachian State. Auburn got tested twice in that arena. Number one, they got tested by how they responded to the loss at Appalachian State. And then how they responded when they were down 10 and the way Indiana could not miss. They passed all of those tests with flying colors. I Good think point. that's huge, huge, even more than the outcome. Yeah, when they came out in Indiana, made, I think they made they made their first four, three four. shots made were, were threes. And it's first like, four. Oh, first four. It, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah. my goodness, what's yeah. about because that's not who they are. They no. do a lot of stuff, you know, through their big center, which they talked about a ton if you were watching a little bit before the game started it's like yeah this guy's very good this guy's very good that was the scouting report is can you slow him down and if the rest of the supporting cast at indiana was making those threes it's like this could be really bad really quick and it looked that way early but and so i was thinking about that yeah but to pair that with the disappointment that happened when you went to boone north carolina and lost to app state daryl i think you nailed it because that's that's college basketball, right? I mean, there's so many ups and downs during the course of a season. How do you respond? Do you let losses beat you twice? And when conference play rolls around, that's going to be huge. You know, there was a blueprint for that right on the floor, on the court, on the game, the game before Auburn's. So it's amazing. In that building, two SEC teams found themselves and responded at a championship level. Remember, Mississippi State played Tulane before Auburn tipped off. Mississippi State got beat by Southern, a SWAC school. Sure. I mean, you know, so I, again, so how you respond and how you come back, which you said nails it. You never let a loss become two losses. That's a tough loss. But when you start to step back from it on a Sunday afternoon against a mid major in an absolute crazy bandbox of an arena, which we didn't have a chance to do a post game for. You could see that coming a mile away. Auburn was going to play at a higher level today. You knew that. In Atlanta, I was shocked at the amount of Indiana fans were there. And what it, what it did yeah. for me, Zach, is it gave me an NCAA tournament feel, like a second-round game, you know, uh, you know, and, or an 8-9 matchup in the first is, round. Yeah, this is why you play these games. It's why you play them. And so that's what it kind of felt like. And, man, after that 
Auburn fell behind 10 and went on that 22 to 4 run or whatever it was, give them a ton of credit because they were coming off a tough loss and a tough start. Indiana, like you said, that's not who they are, and they couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. They were hitting threes like crazy. Even their big dude was hitting threes. To respond to that with that kind of run, and look, we talked about it. Guard play was yeah. paramount. I mean, what did Broom end up with? Four points? Um, I, I got the two. stats. He went two. one of six okay. for two points and uh, had if four fouls, t- but a lot of the, two of those were late. If you would have told me that Auburn was going to win 28 and Broom was going to have two points – I'd have drug tested you. I mean, there's just no way. 60 points from the guards today. 60 backcourt points. That's huge. It is huge. It is huge. I picked Auburn to lose this game because I thought Janai Broom would have to get in foul trouble because of the way he plays defense against the way Indiana wants to play offense. We've seen that happen time and time again uh, a year ago in conference play when Auburn would play against a team with a physical center. And like Janai would get positioned, but for whatever reason, the calls wouldn't typically go his way. So that's why I liked Indiana in this right. matchup. And if, if you would have told me that he only had two points, I would have just assumed that he wasn't on the floor that much. But that wasn't the case because he really didn't have it. He wasn't in the foul trouble until late, but 21 minutes. And uh, the fact that he only scored two points is kind of another testament of this team's deep, Daryl. This team, when everybody's clicking, they can get things done, and and to me, that's shocking. Not only the way the game developed, but the fact that you look at what Janai Broom's offensive output was. I mean, it's, I think this is a good sign long-term for this Auburn basketball team. You know there's going to be times throughout the season when teams are going to take Janai Broom away. And now what Auburn did today by shooting 48% from three, 87% from the free-throw line – and here we go. Get ready. Armageddon's coming. Auburn fouled less than Indiana tonight. They had or today they had one less foul. If those are winning statistics, I'm telling you. Obviously, you're not going to shoot 48 percent from three every night. Did you say free throws? But, Did you say free yeah, throws? Yeah, 20 of 20 of 23, 87 percent. Now, yeah. ironically, Indiana shot three more or six more, six more free throws than Auburn. Uh, hit 22, but Auburn's free throw percentage was so high. That didn't matter. And then the turnovers, my goodness, they talked about that. Auburn had two turnovers for the whole game. The assist-to-turnover ratio was ungodly. They turned Indiana over 11 times. And they out-rebounded Indiana, 36-32. All the key indicators and key measurements, Auburn won. You just checked the box. They did all that despite their best player scoring two points. I think it does speak volumes. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's talk about two halves. They finally put two halves together. I was a little concerned when they put up a 50. Uh, was it 52 in the first half? Anytime Auburn yeah. has a 50-point first half, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no, what's about to happen? And it's not just Auburn. It's college basketball teams across them. It's just hard to put in two full halves together. But right. they did it. They scored 50 points in two halves. And uh, this is a, this is a hot take, Daryl. If you do that, you will win the game. If you score yeah. 100 points, you will win the basketball game. But but seriously, yeah. Auburn putting together two awesome, not good, great halves together against a really good basketball team. I mean, th- this is by far their best performance of the season. I don't think there's that much of a hot take there at all to say that. No, sometimes it's fun to break down the games within the game. And I think – if there's a perfect, a perfectly equitable balance, it was just harmonious 
that Auburn got 52 in the first and then came out and got 52 in the second. Because typically what you would see is a little bit of a letdown in the second half, a little bit of a drop-off, and Auburn wins the game 12 instead of 18, and they score 40 in the second half or Mm -hmm. 38, and they get outscored, whatever. You know, they get outscored. This didn't happen. Auburn extended their lead in the second half and put up the same amount of points. You know, it's hard to get to 100 in college basketball. It's hard to do it on a neutral floor against a Big Ten opponent. Right. And uh, Auburn did just that. So let's not downplay at all the significance of this win. It's why you play games like this. It had an NCAA tournament feel, and you're absolutely right. Both halves were were equally impressive. Yeah. And especially when other SEC teams can't beat teams from Indiana in the Big Ten. Yeah, Indiana. It's not a given. It's not a given. It's a hotbed for college basketball. And it, and it, you can't take beating a team from Indiana for granted. You, you, it's 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 a really it's a it's a big accomplishment. It's a hotbed. Who's your who's your state of basketball? I mean, that's that's it, man. I don't think you quite caught what I was trying to do there. So we'll do this again. Other teams from uh, the state of Alabama lost to Big Ten teams. I, I knew exactly what you were trying to do there. Yeah, I went along with it. You got to just connect. <laughs> you just got to connect the dots and read between the lines. Oh, and um, I wasn't. I was being a little more subtle with my jab, right? I, I love it's, that. By saying it's that. not easy to do. It's yeah. not you have to be a blue blood basketball school to pull that Ooh, off. How about yeah. that? How about yeah. that? All right. Uh let's talk about the, the player of the game in just a moment, Daryl. And go ahead, guys, and drop your player of the game, your Auburn Tiger of the game in the chat. I imagine most people are gonna say play uh, say the same person. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see as part of this discussion. Coming up, Daryl, you've used LinkedIn jobs. Um, I've used LinkedIn jobs to get jobs. It's the best place uh, to hire and find quality talent for your small business. Uh, Daryl over at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Give a quick testimony. I know you have used them several times for your business. I went away from other job search engines to use LinkedIn because I was looking for a different quality candidate for the job that we have. We look for longevity, mm-hmm. right? We want people to make a career mm-hmm. out of it. So there were particular positions that we had to find that we just didn't feel comfortable with the pool of candidates with previous job sites. Use LinkedIn now three times in a row, welding position, position machinist, and a night sh- and, uh, and we have been absolutely... Uh, please, all three are doing well and thriving, but you know, right. it's, you can't just, it, it's an important hire and you have to choose it that way. And LinkedIn's hooked us up big time. Yep. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So not everyone said Jalen Williams. Most people said Jalen Williams, Aiden Holloway. I think there's certainly, I think there's certainly an argument for that. Um, but Jalen Williams, 24 points, six rebounds, seven assists in his 29 minutes. Had a plus-minus, Daryl, of 32. Played some good defense, too, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was outstanding. He was outstanding. And and Aiden Holloway, uh, they they both had 24 points. Um, I think the more complete game probably goes to Jalen, but still exceptional. Exceptional play from both of those guys, for sure. I saw a few people say Katie Johnson which I wish we could get Katie Johnson, the, the, the Katie Johnson that plays in Atlanta all the time. Cause man, yeah. when he returns, uh, when he returns home, he, um, he kills it. He does a great job. So all three of those guys I think are certainly worthy of it, but 
I'm giving the player of the game, if you're okay with it, to Jalen Williams. I am too, for two reasons. Number one, he uh, was your leading, tied for your leading score, but he was also had the most assists, and he's not a guard. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty impressive, complete performance. And, you know, and he also had six rebounds, but to have seven assists and also lead the team in scoring and you're not the guard shows that that, that offense, that four out, five out offense that Bruce Pearl's running, when you bring your bigs out to the top of the key, you yeah. got to be a good passer. You have to be able to pass the basketball and have good court vision. And real Williams did, did just that today. Sneaky good game by Trey Donaldson as well. Four of seven shooting, 10 points. He had seven rebounds that were all defensive. Um, I think that's valuable too. That's stuff that doesn't always really pop off on a stat sheet. But the fact that the drop off from Aiden Holloway to, to Trey, there isn't any. And I think that's the first time where we've really been able to say that, especially from an offensive production point of view about the point guard spot at Auburn in years, in years, Daryl. And we've said that several times already this season. And I think it's going to be a storyline over the course of this, um, over the course of this team's life as we get closer and closer to conference play. I think the other thing too, that's very important is we're going to see it. I feel at one point during the season, especially late in a game that's close, it really just keeps building for a successful backcourt tandem of putting Holloway and Donaldson in at the game at the same time. You can definitely run Donaldson at the one slide Holloway to the two. And if you're late in a game and need free throw shooting and ball handling, under a minute, put both of them in, and I think you're going to see that that's a weapon that Auburn's going to have to use. Now, with the way Denver Jones and KD played tonight, today, you don't want to break up that two-guard. That that tandem was was special tonight. I mean, they combined for 26 points. The the two-guard – I mean, the point guard combined for 34, and the two-guard – well, no, let me take that back. Berman hit a three. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so 29 points from the two-guard position. That's Mm -hmm. 63 points – from the guards, uh, that's good balance, and you obviously you had to have that with the way Broom, you know, with getting two points. But of course, Williams more than picked up the slack with twenty-four, and Chad Baker Mazzara, a quiet eleven points, but they seem to be big points. Zach, they seem to be momentum, game-changing, step on your throat points that he gets. See, I- Am I back? You're back. Did we just sit here frozen the whole time? I don't know if we sit here frozen, but I think there's. you were about to make a point. You said, "I see, but I, and then that's when it happened. Chad Baker, Mazzara, to yes. me, he's like the fourth or fifth guy I noticed offensively um, in this game. I, I know you mentioned his double-digit points, but I, I just, I'm with you. I think they have been timely, but offensively, I just think there's other guys. Guys, bear with me on my internet. I'm so sorry. I'm out of town. So we're just trying to make this happen. Austin asks, Zach Dapp to echo Rigo Wyoming earlier. Don't ever echo him. He's a bad influence. But who had the better plus minus in this game, Aiden or Trey? And it was Trey by a long shot. Aiden, his plus minus was two. And Trey Donaldson's plus minus was plus 26. So majorly different. Majorly different there. Um, 
and that's what you want from your point guard position, right? But I mean, both of them. I mean, I think at the end of the day, Holloway scoring more, but I think Tonelson with those defensive rebounds too. We talked about that last year, early on in the season. What a good backside rebounder for a guard he is. Yeah. John says, I think they have Lior more at the three. I don't understand why Lior is playing as much as he is, if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't, I'm not at practices. I'm not privy to what he does. He seems to lose his man a lot on the defensive side of the ball. I think he can be a shot maker. He can be a guy, if you set a ball screen for or a particular run, a particular set, can knock down the three. Um, he missed an open one early on in the game, and I'm thinking if, if you don't hit those, th there's no value in putting you on the floor. Then he came back and hit one. I don't know. I, I mean, I think in spurts he does play hard. He is a pretty good rebounding rebounder for a guard. But I think if you're playing him more than five or six minutes a game, he definitely loses his effectiveness. Yeah, I – I don't know. It's a rest thing. It's a rest thing, especially the way KD plays. I mean, sure. if he's so, going to go so in and hard. play kamikaze, yeah, for mm. 21 minutes, he's going to have to get a blow. And then if Denver's, you know, I mean, it's just, I get it. I, it's, it's an opportunity to get both guys and keep both guys fresh. There's some conversation in the live chat, Daryl, about is Auburn potentially ranked after this performance? I'm going to say no. no. I, I think with two losses, it's so hard because, I mean, they lost to App State too since the last rankings came out. So I, I'm just yeah. I don't I, think they'll be no. I think they'll be closer, obviously, than they were last week. And I think they're going to have to string three, three or four more. And that sneaky that that USC game is going to be sneaky. That Penn game, although it's played at Neville Arena, Penn's a team that you know played Penn got Kentucky wrecked today. by Kentucky today. Well, they got it to one point, and then Kentucky went on a run late. So they played them tough for a while. Uh, Kentucky went on a nice run late. I think yeah. Kentucky Brad, ended up winning. They, they, could, they could not stop Bradshaw. And so I just – No, and they're, they're not athletic at all. Penn's sure. athleticism, Auburn's depth and athleticism. It, it, it might be one of those games where they, they're spunky and hold in for a half, and then depth and athleticism in the second half will wear Penn down. But you got Where's USC – Where's that game played? Is that game played in Auburn? Yes, Neville. Yeah. 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 So. I'm still mad at Penn for baseball last year. Not quite oh, over I, that yet. Yeah, I, I, uh, over that yet. I had to really button it up walking out of the, the, the out of the baseball stadium that day. They were Philly. There's a lot of them from Philadelphia, and they're known for talking trash. And they were talking some noise. Yep, they're all sitting behind us, like they didn't see this coming. I'm like, we kind of did. Like, chill yeah. out. Like, we talked up your pit. Okay, anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talk also about Janai Broom. We didn't get a whole lot of offensive production from Janai Broom which it's easy to paint the pause like, oh my gosh, we put up 104 points and he was only two of them, which is incredible. Is it possible to look at the other side of that coin, Daryl, and say, okay, well, where was Janai Broom against a really solid center? He's going to play against other really solid centers in the SEC. Is there any concern there? There is a little bit of a concern because Bruce kept switching him. He put him on Renault some, who's the four. Uh, then he put him on the other kid, the transfer from Oregon, who's the big seven-footer. And I think he struggled yeah. with both uh, from a defensive standpoint. So, I don't know. I, I Maybe it's just a one-off. I, I, if he strings a couple of those together where he has a real hard time competing against other good teams' bigs, then I'd be more concerned. I just I'm, – I'm wondering a little bit why there was a switch like that. He was, tr he was looking for something, Bruce was – 
to try to get him going defensively. And I, I you know, Renault, man, in the second half was eating his lunch, and it was frustrating. Broom, and then Broom came back and had a nice block and a steal on him. So we'll see. But offensively, he looked to be forcing his shots. I think one other thing about Broom that he recognized though and realized is that he's smart enough to understand that Holloway was feeling it. And rather than try to score on a double team on the block or on the post, he was kicking it back out to an open Holloway who was draining three. So credit him for maybe not taking more shots. I, maybe if he takes more shots, he gets into double digits. But I think he conceded some offensive positions because he knew the hot hand was Holloway. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, any questions, comments, takes, drop those in to the live chat now. And my internet permitting, we will uh, touch on those and then we will get out of here. Um, took six shots. Room took six shots. There's yeah, your it answer. One, it, was, it was one of six. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think that he would shoot double digits at least. So, I think he conceded some offensive possessions because other guys were, were getting it going. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. As far as uh, everything coming up, any any games you're particularly excited about on the horizon before uh, before folks drop their, their, uh, their questions in here? UNC Asheville is coming up on Wednesday. Then Auburn hosts USC. That one's the one that I cannot wait to watch, especially after the way they beat Auburn last year. Enfield's a coach that loves tempo. This game could be very – Bronny James, you know, he's making his debut against Long Beach State, so his debut will not be against Auburn. Bronny James being there, it's going to be fun basketball, and I'm really looking forward to that one. It's kind of wild that Auburn's going to play Bronny James. Yeah, it really is. Because there was the some concern if he was going to play this year or not because he had that health scare, which I'm yeah. glad he must be doing better if they're going to play him. So that's good. Right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Check, uh, check, check. Came on. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Playing hurt. But yeah, then after that, um, Arkansas, or you got pinned in Arkansas to start conference play. So very. Yeah, the USC game is very intriguing to me. And then, of course, the Arkansas game is, I mean, I was trying to stay away from the obvious choices of a Southeastern Conference opponent. So right now, USC is one. Get a little revenge from last year. The name, the the style of play, the Bronny James factor—it's going to be electric. I would imagine, you know, the, the rumor was that LeBron was going to be at his son's first game. Well, that's it's a no-brainer in Long Beach State with LeBron playing for the Lakers. He'll be at that one. But I envisioned a scenario where LeBron and Barkley would have been sitting courtside for that game in Neville Arena. That would Arena. have been incredible. That yeah. would have been all you really would have needed cool was moment. Jordan to be sitting between them, and that would have been really special. But yeah, that would have been. A lot. I could I could imagine seeing that. Now imagine this: the world of college basketball and all the eyes of the nation when they zoom in on that and see those two NBA legends sitting courtside in Auburn. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Austin asks, "What's a good record for us heading into conference play?" I don't think you I should do. lose another game. I don't think you should lose another. I. What is it? Ten and two? Would they be ten and two if they won out? Sounds. Yeah, I think that's right. I think. Yeah, that's ten right. and two going into conference play, and then you're looking at you know. Obviously, trying to get to the 22-23 win plateau, you'd have to win. Does Auburn play another non-conference game in the middle of their SEC schedule this year? I, I can't pull up the schedule, but I, I'm wondering if once they start with conference play, if that's it. 
sometimes they have a little break where they play a non-con in there in between. It doesn't look like it. it. looks like it's all SEC teams. Okay, so yeah, try to get you twelve wins out of the SEC at least, at least, and then you're you know you're cooking with gas. Ole Miss. Oh no, wait, they are an SEC team. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> that's Just kidding. a good. That's a good. You're it's you're on funny. point today. It's not funny. It's not funny. All right, uh, Daryl, how can uh, how can people check out everything you've got going on, man? Follow me on Twitter, DAP sixty four ten Monday mornings and Tuesday afternoons. Very shows on the Auburn Network. Yes, and you can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you, I guess, on Monday. Until then, this has been Locked on Auburn.